In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning. Soon after arriving at Holy Apostles, Christina and I were invited to attend a Curcio weekend. For those who don't know, Curcio is a renewal movement in the church. Pilgrims spend a weekend at Camp McDowell in worship and prayer, experiencing God's grace and God's love. Curcio has been important in the spiritual lives of many of our people at Holy Apostles. So in June 2013, Christina and I were sponsored by David and Jan Mize, and we attended Curcio number 188. A few months from now, our own Lisa Bridgman will be the lay rector of Curcio number 203, and some of our parishioners will serve as staff members. Pilgrims at Curcio turn in all electronic devices for the weekend. Your iPhone, your iPad, even your watch. It's a way of giving up a measure of control, but more importantly, the goal is for pilgrims to be disconnected from the world and connected to Christ, giving up distractions so that we can sit at the feet of Jesus and listen. Well, this was a challenge because we never go anywhere without our electronic devices. I mean, how many times a day do you send a text? Do you check Facebook or check your email? Electronic devices keep us organized and they help us multitask, but, but sometimes they can keep us from communicating and from being present with people in our lives. Over the Christmas holidays, there was a great commercial on television, and maybe you saw it. It was a commercial from AT&T. There's a teenage girl who, while being with her family, is always on her iPhone. The family goes and picks out a Christmas tree, and she's on her phone. They decorate the tree, and they put up lights. They go ice skating, and she's on her phone. In the car, at the dinner table, always on her phone. Well, for Christmas, she gives her dad a present to unwrap. Her dad holds the box, holds the present, unwraps the box, and inside the box is her iPhone. As he is looking at her and looking at her phone, the narrator says, this season, give the present of being present. It was a great commercial with a great message. Well, that weekend at Curcio, at first it felt kind of weird and uncomfortable, but as time went by, you got used to it. And by the end of the weekend, you don't even miss those devices that you thought you couldn't live without, those devices that we use so much. Well, that weekend, one of our members, Rosemary Bogan, sent me a book by Henry Nowen called Life of the Beloved. It had been a while since I had read something by Nowen. This book was sent to me at the right time, at the right moment, and reminded me of Nowen's spiritual teachings and insights. Nowen wrote Life of the Beloved to explain the spiritual life, avoiding theology and spiritual jargon, Written from one of his friends, it's a straightforward book that's easy to grasp and easy to understand. The focus of this book is on the second half of this morning's gospel lesson. After his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water. He saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying, You are my Son, the Beloved. On you my favor rests. On that day at the Jordan River, Jesus heard these words. And so did John the Baptist, who had just baptized Jesus. 
And so did all of the others who were there on that day. For us, today is the first Sunday after Epiphany. And every year on this Sunday, we read this passage. This passage about Jesus' baptism and the Father's voice from the heavens. We're reminded of these words every year on this Sunday because we need to hear them. The message is, God says to each of us, you are my beloved. Hear these words again from God. You are my beloved. That day at the Jordan River, when these words were spoken, they were spoken with power and conviction. We hear the strength and we hear the love behind them. We also hear the tenderness and care because because that's how God feels about each of us. These words, you are my beloved, need to be woven into our soul and echo in every corner of our being. We need to claim these words for ourselves. Claim these promises of God. Now in writes, there is that voice, the voice that speaks from above and speaks from within and that whispers softly or declares loudly, you are my beloved. On you, my favor rests. These words reveal the truth about us and about all human beings. Now you and I, we don't use the word beloved on an everyday basis, but it's like saying, it's you I cherish. It's you I adore. It's you I treasure. Being God's beloved expresses the truth of our existence. But for us, it's often difficult to hear God's voice. We live in a world where there are many distractions. Giving up devices and electronic gadgets for a weekend at Curcio was a good thing. It took away a distraction and it helped us listen a little closer. It helped us to hear a little better. Distractions keep us from hearing God's voice and keep us from feeling the tenderness of God. So for you in your life, what is it that's a distraction? What is it that keeps you from hearing God's voice and from feeling God in your life? And the problem is, as Nowen writes, we live in a world filled with many voices. We hear negative voices that tell us you're worthless or you're ugly or you're a failure. And it's easy to believe them. Sometimes we're more eager to listen to the louder negative voices telling us to prove our worth or or to do something important or earn the love that we desire. These voices are so loud and so persistent that it's easy to believe them. A few verses after this gospel passage, this is what Jesus experienced. Jesus heard these negative voices when when we hear that Jesus faced his temptation in the desert. He was tempted to prove his worth, to to do something spectacular. He was tempted to prove his identity. And also part of his temptation was to ignore, to forget the voice that he heard from the Father at the Jordan River, which we read about today. And instead to believe the negative voices that Jesus heard in his life. For us, this is also our temptation. Which do we listen to? Do we listen to the negative voices that creep in or or can we hear God's words for us? 
Can we accept the fact that we don't have to earn God's love, that we aren't a failure, and that we are beautiful in God's sight? Being God's beloved is how God sees us, and it's who we are in God's sight. It was something that Nowen says he, he never claimed as his core truth. That he ran around looking for it in small or large circles, looking for it in something else or looking for it in someone else. And you and I, we can relate. We hope that some person, some thing, or some event will come along and will give us that feeling of inner well-being that we desire. Now it says the voice that calls you and me, the beloved, has always been there. And it speaks in the silence and speaks in the solitude of our hearts. It also comes to us in countless ways. Through parents, through friends, teachers, students, and even strangers. Now it says like times when you've been cared for with tenderness and with gentleness. Or times you were taught with patience and perseverance. Or when you were encouraged to keep going after you had failed or when you were ready to give up. In elementary school, I had a teacher who, when she was teaching at the front of the class, and our class would start to talk and to be loud, she would, she would put her finger over her mouth and she would raise her hand up in front of the class. And she would wait until everyone would become quiet and when everyone was looking towards her and we were also raising our hands. And then she would say, okay, now it's time to put on your listening ears. And what she meant was we have to practice listening and we have to be intentional about it. And the same is true for our faith. We need to take a moment to be quiet and to put on our listening ears. We can all give five minutes of our day, and I challenge you for this next week to take five minutes every day and take time to just be in God's presence. Eliminate any distractions, turn off the TV, turn off your phone, or turn off whatever, and sit in silence and meditate on these words. You are my beloved. God's saying to you, it's you I cherish, it's you I adore, it's you I treasure. Close your eyes if you need to and say them over and over and over again. Hear God's voice and hear these words spoken about you and spoken to you. You are God's beloved. You were loved long before you even knew it. Long before anyone hurts or wounds us. You are loved more than you will ever know. That's the good news that we need to hear today. That's the truth of our lives and what we need to claim for ourselves. You are God's beloved. On you, God's favor rests. Amen.